our culture and our society in our time today. So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 13. And it is up here behind me. Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all those who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So let's read the Baptist Faith and Message article on the Christian and the social order. Again, it will be up here behind me. It's Article 15, The Christian and the Social Order. All Christians are under obligation to seek to make the will of Christ supreme in their own lives and in human society. Means and methods used for the improvement of society and the establishment of righteousness among men can be truly and permanently helpful only when they are rooted in the regeneration of the individual by the saving grace of God in Jesus Christ. In the spirit of Christ, Christians should oppose racism, every form of greed, selfishness, vice, all forms of sexual immorality, including adultery, homosexual and, homosexuality, and pornography. We should work to provide for the orphaned, the needy, the abused, the aged, the helpless, and the sick. We should speak on behalf of the unborn and contend for the sanctity of all human life from conception to natural death. Every Christian should seek to bring industry, government, and society as a whole under the sway of the principles of righteousness, truth, and brotherly love. In order to promote these ends, Christians should be ready to work with all men of goodwill in any good cause, always being careful to act in the spirit of love without compromising their loyalty to Christ and his truth. So I chose Matthew for, for this reason, because I think Matthew, Jesus specifically addresses how we, how, how we engage our culture. Now let's talk from a brief history, a, a little bit of history first. America was founded on religious freedom. It was folks looking for religious freedom that came here. And so religious freedom was a, a, a big part of society. And at that time in history in America, the church held great sway over what society thought. As we get into the, the 1800s, the late 1800s, there was uh, what was what was called the abolitionist movement. And they, these, these abolitionists who, who formed what they called temperance societies, they, uh, they saw that, the, that culture was getting a little far away from what God had to say in Scripture. And so they, they built these temperance societies in this abolitionist movement to, to bring people back to what God had to say, to bring people back to biblical principle. And so, at that time in American history, 
the church held great sway. It was the moral compass of our society. Then World War I happens, and President Woodrow Wilson signs an order that says that all the grain alcohol must go to the war effort. It was needed in ordinance, and so there was none to be drank. And then Congress followed that up. Following the abolitionist movement and the temperance societies, Congress followed that up with, with the, the amendment to the Constitution we know as prohibition, which prohibited the sale of alcohol in the United States. Now, we know how well that worked out. It, it spawned an entire criminal enterprise. The mob came to be. <laughs> it, it, it was just, it was horrific. And so, frankly, society said, we don't, we don't care what the church says because the church is for prohibition. Society, for the, really the first time in America, society as a whole said, we don't care what the church says, we want what we want. And so prohibition was done away with. And in my opinion, we find the point in history where the church is no longer the moral compass of society. Because the, the society said, we heard you, but we don't care. We want what we want. We want our vices. And our, and, and our society, frankly, still says that, doesn't it? Our society, in fact, has only gone further that way. Now, instead of saying, well, we know what you said, but this is what we want. Now, they don't even listen to what we say. So how do we engage a culture that doesn't want to hear from us? How do we influence a culture that doesn't want to hear our voice? I think what Jesus had to say tells us. So let's, let's look at what Jesus had to say. He called us the salt of the earth. How is a Christian the salt of the earth? Well, we, when we think of salt, we think of that stuff that's on the table that we're not supposed to use because it raises our blood pressure, right? And, and almost all of us are on blood pressure medication, so we, we just don't, that's, it's, it's like evil. It's a little bottle of evil sitting on our, on our table. But salt has been critical to civilization from the beginning. Salt was one time used as currency. In fact, we get the word salary from salt. We get the word salad from salt because Romans salted their greens. And so salad came to be, and that word's also from salt. Salt was used as a, as a currency. They paid Roman soldiers with it. All of the Roman road system followed salt trade routes. All roads lead to Rome. They did because salt needed to get there. So salt has been critical to, to civilization. It's critical to our health. We actually need it. I know your, 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 your heart doctor, your cardiologist is telling you to stay away from it, but we actually need salt. It's, it's been a, a, a currency. It's, been, it's needed for, for, for our health. It's used in pottery and building bricks and, and for houses, and it's, it's used in every culture in the world. It's used in every city in the world. It became critical to that city. Salt was used as a preservative because they didn't have refrigeration, so they salted meat to keep it from spoiling. 
It's used as a purifier. We, we, uh, we, we get the, the term salt in the wound. They actually used salt in wounds because it's a purifier. It kills bacteria. Pure salt it never spoils, never goes bad. It's always a purifier. It's used in a religious expression. If you read through uh, Leviticus, the gospel of Leviticus, as I like to call it, you see the, the offerings are salted. So what is Jesus saying when he says, you are the salt of the earth? He is saying that you are a precious resource in this world. You're a preservative for society. To keep, it from, keep society from spoiling and rotting. You're an antiseptic for society. You are critical to the survival of our society. You and I are God's plan to preserve and protect and purify our culture and our society. Everything you do is a salted offering to God. You are a salted offering to God. That's what Jesus is saying when he calls us the salt of the earth. So what does he mean when he says, you are the light of the world? What is the Christian as light? Well, consider light the same way we did salt. What does light do? It illuminates and dispels darkness. It, it makes things grow. It is also an antiseptic. Sunlight is a great antiseptic. You can ask our nurses and, 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 and doctors in here. Sunlight's a great antiseptic. It also kills germs. And, and in Scripture, light is, is wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And so what is Jesus saying when he calls us the light of the world? You and I are to illuminate and eliminate darkness. You and I are, are an antiseptic for our culture. You and I are to provide wisdom and knowledge and understanding to our culture. That's what Jesus, so, so we are salt and we are light. So how do we do this? How do, we, how do we preserve a society that doesn't want to hear our voice? I think verse 16 is the key. Take a look at verse 16 again. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. We show society that living by biblical pr principles is better. We show society that, that what God has to say matters, and that life is better lived his way. We show society who Christ is, and who God is. And, and, and if we don't do this, Jesus uses two examples. He says, that as salt, we lose our taste. Now, in this time, there was salt that they got from the Dead Sea and such, but it wasn't pure enough to use for anything, so they threw it on the, on the walking paths. It kind of helped keep the weeds down, <laughs> and, and it was also traction. That's all it was used for. It was for no other purpose. Pure salt cannot lose its taste. It cannot go bad. It can't spoil because bacteria and viruses cannot grow in it. It's a perfect antiseptic. It's a perfect germicide. So you and I, we're perfect germicides. We are pure salt. 
because we have been given that salt. We, we are of Christ, and so we are pure salt. We are to preserve and purify our society. And then he talks about the foolishness of taking a light and hiding it under a basket. Think about that. Is there any point in lighting a light and then covering it? There's no point at all, is there? All you're doing is burning candle. If you're going to light it and cover it, why light it? We have been given the light in order to shine it. We have been given the light in order to be the light of the world, in order to be an antiseptic, an illumination, showing who Christ is to our society and our culture. So I think there's two important points that we see in verse 16. The first one is that we have to engage our culture and our society. We have to engage. I will, I will agree with you if you think that just setting up a commune and staying out of, of society sounds like a good idea. Sometimes it does. That's what the temperance societies did. That isn't engaging our culture. We can't be salt and light if we're not in the culture. If we're not in the society. We show people the, the, the love and grace of Christ. We show people the light of Christ. We are the, the preservative for society. We are the illumination and the wisdom and knowledge and understanding for our culture. And that's how we do it. Jesus says in John 12, 32, he says if we lift him up, then he will draw men unto himself. So what we do is we lift up Jesus. That's what we do. That's our part. We are the salt and the light by lifting up Jesus, by showing people how living by biblical principles works and matters and makes a difference. The second point is that our engagement is showing them Jesus. I want you to notice where, uh, that this verse does not talk about bombing abortion clinics because that's wrong. It does, and Jesus doesn't say, pick up your protest sign. He says, show me. He says, be the light. Let your good works shine before men. That's how we show Christ to the world. That's how we engage this culture. It has worked for over 2,000 years to be Christ in our community, to, to show Christ, to be the light, to be the salt in our community has worked for 2,000 years. Through history, the church has had to engage the culture it found itself in. And for 2,000 years, this has been Jesus's plan for that. You and I showing him, showing him to the world, being the preservative, being the purity, being the illumination, dispelling darkness, being the understanding and knowledge and wisdom of God in our society. That, that has been God's plan since Jesus said it to his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount. So we are to be the salt to society, not the salt in their wounds, 
the salt that purifies and preserves. And we are to be the light in our community, not the blinding light, a harsh blinding light pointing out everything they do wrong, but the light that illuminates, the light that dispels darkness, the light that is wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So let verse 16 here guide how we engage our society today. Let verse 16 guide this. Are you being salt and light? You can ask that question of yourself. Is what I am about to do being salt and light in this community? That's Jesus' plan to engage our culture. That's Jesus' plan for the Christian in the social order. That's how we affect and influence our society. Let your light shine before others so that they see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. This message is countercultural. This idea of engaging our culture is against the way we feel like we should go. But this is the plan of Jesus. Be the salt and be the light. Ask yourself, am I being the salt and light of Jesus? Am I preserving and purifying by my life? Am I illuminating and showing understanding and wisdom and knowledge by my life. This is the plan of Jesus. Will you commit to it? Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you for the challenge that it presents us today to go against our human instinct and to be salt and light to show you to our community in every way we can at every opportunity we have. Help us to do that. Help us to keep this this commitment. Help us to ask the question before we speak or act, am I being salt and light? For it's in Jesus' name we pray.